0: You're listening to the Tool Station Western League podcast with Ian Knockolds and Tom Hiscott. Welcome, listeners, to episode 31 of the Tool Station Western League podcast. With me, Ian Knockolds, and I am delighted to be joined on the line by Tom Hiscott, the editor of the Tool Station Western League bulletin. Hello, Tom. How are you? Hey, yeah, I'm all right. And yourself? Yes, I'm very good. I'm refreshed. I've enjoyed a beautiful weekend in the waterfront city of Portsmouth. Lovely. Um. I'm very pleased to say, managed to salvage a point <laughs> at home to that footballing powerhouse that's Fleetwood. <laughs> um, not that I went to the game. I was too transfixed on the scores coming out of the Tall Station Western League. And, of course, I saw that my side devises managed a draw mm-hmm. away at Bishop Sutton. So that was two draws for the Knockholds family there. So all in all, it could have been a lot worse than it normally is. Mm-hmm. So, yes. So I had a very good weekend. And yourself? Yeah, it was, yeah, it was all right. I think they, we're over the worst of that stormy weather so yeah um yeah not too bad not too bad fingers crossed yeah we've certainly got plenty of football um to talk about on uh, on this week's uh, podcast and of course two interviews for you as well. John Allen from Canesham and we'll be talking to him. And also Eamon Daly um, from Portishead uh will be joining us later in the podcast. But we kick things off by looking at the fixtures on Saturday, the twenty sixth of February. And in the Premier Division, we start with a real clash of the Titans. It's all the bees. It's Bitten versus Bridgewater United. And uh well, um who came out on top on this one, Tom? It was the uh, the visitors that turned the three
1: points on Saturday. Uh, Bridgewater, uh, two 0 win for them, and it was a yeah one of our usual suspects, Jack Taylor, uh, scoring both goals in this one actually, uh, both after after the break. So uh, it was a half volley which um, yeah broke the deadlock for the away side. So five minutes into the second half. Uh, from Taylor, that is putting them putting them one up uh, and then there was a second from the spot uh, about 20 minutes or so later uh, it was him who was fouled in the box and uh, yeah, just himself down and uh, tucked away the spot kick, so um, yeah, fantastic performance by him and uh, led uh, led Bridgewater to another three points 2-0 no win for them away at Bitten
0: Congratulations to Bridgewater Now we move on to a game that I think was my pick of the first division fixtures on last week's <laughs> podcast, it was Saltash United against Keynesham Town, I thought this was going to be a close one Tom I was right, but um, there was a
1: winner. There was. Uh, yeah, it was the, another away win. Um, there was quite a few on Saturday, to be fair. But yeah, this was another. This was one of those. And it was uh, Canesham, obviously. 2-1 uh, victory for them uh, at Saltash. Uh, come from behind victory as well. Uh, Sam Hughes firing the ashes in front at the beginning of the second half. Uh, but then, yeah, Canesham managed to, to turn the game around. And it was uh, one man in particular who did the damage. And that was Will Haleston. He's having a... Yeah, fantastic season in front of goal, um, and uh, yeah, he scored both goals in this one. Pretty, pretty soon uh, after one another. I think it was three minutes or so splitting the goals, um, and uh, yeah, both obviously crucial. And uh, yeah, they have managed to hold out in the final 20 minutes to to maintain the 2-1 win. So Kensham winning 2-1 at Saltash.
0: Saltash, of course, is never an easy place to go. So I started my conversation with John Allen by reflecting on that win and the fact he must be delighted with the three points. <laughs>
2: Yeah, we were. It was uh, it was always going to be a tough game. Um, obviously, they're very near us in respect to our league position. Um, a long journey as well. So, yeah, we're really really pleased with with the outcome. We we played really well on the day, um, which you had which we had to, which we knew we had to, um, and to go one 0 down and, and and to come back and win it in the fashion we did. Yeah, we were we were really pleased.
0: Were you hanging on a bit at the end there, or were you confident the boys were going to see it out?
2: Uh, yeah, I suppose the last five or ten minutes, they kind of, as teams normally would, you know, with a game so close, they they threw everything at us. But, yeah, I mean, one area we've really improved in since returning uh, this new year is, is our defending. And, you know, we, de- we defended so well. And uh, our back for goalkeeper, midfield and forward, like, defending as one unit, you know, we've stood what they threw at us for the last, last ten minutes. And uh, we saw the game out really, really well.
0: Uh, now your form since the turn of the year has been good. Um, you held the league leaders to a point and you only knocked out narrowly to Exmouth. Um, do you think the league title is going to be down to those two sides come the end of the season?
2: Yeah, I would, certainly would say Tavistock probably are in the driving seat, obviously, for just from their league position. But after playing them twice, we played down there and they comprehensively beat us. Um, and in a return fixture, obviously, we took a point off them. But... Yeah, they're, they're a good side, you know, very organised, you know, got a goal scorer up top who who, can, you know, who knows where the net is. Exmouth, yeah, they're very good at what they do and, you know, we narrowly, narrowly lost to them down there. I mean, we were down to 10 men after 30 minutes and, you know, the last 10, 15 minutes of that game, you know, we kind of did what soul did to us a little bit Saturday. We had them on the back foot, but we couldn't we couldn't get the point. But, yeah, I mean, two excellent sides, the two teams at the top of the league. We haven't played Mousel yet and, you know, from all intents and purposes, they're a they're a strong side as well and I think with their games in hand can can push Tavistock close, I think, if they win them. So, yeah, I don't think at this stage you can look too far behind beyond, sorry, um, Tavistock, Exmouth, Mousel probably are the three teams in the driving seat right now.
0: Uh, well, you're going very well at the moment. You're in seventh in the table and it's a very congested Premier Division table, only three points separating the sides from fifth down to 11th. So where would you like to see Kanechum finish this season?
2: Well, we had a we had obviously our targets at the start of the season. You know, strangely for us, remember we've been in the Prem now for what we've been in now, our third season, but we've never completed one. So <laughs> for us, this will actually be our first full season since getting promoted three three seasons ago so I mean for us to finish you know from a newly promoted team if you like if you want to put it into their first full season in the top 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 half of the table would be an achievement it's, I think we had you know we've got designs on finishing as high as we can you know we spoke about it as a group the other week that you know we're going to we're going to sprint over that finish line we're not going to you know drop off you know we've got targets we want to try in it and if we can finish in the top ten, trying at hit the top eight and in a real push with a level of consistency trying to attack the top six, I think mean, that would be a fantastic return from us um, and something we'd be particularly proud of um, in our first full season in the Prem.
0: Um, now, you've alluded um, to this in your previous answer, but we've had a lot of disruption um, over the last couple of years, but also this season. Obviously, we started with COVID. COVID is still uh, with us, but we've had fuel shortages and we've even managed to have back-to-back um, storms as well. So it feels like hopefully we're going to get to the end of this, this season, as you've, as you've just said. Do you think that next season things will sort of really go back to, uh, to, to normal?
2: Well we hope so. It's been a it's been a it's been a crazy three years. Um it seems to be every season some summer, something's cropped up. So yeah, hopefully hopefully it returns to some kind of normality. Um although saying that this year, you know, we've weather wise, apart from the storms the other week, we've had we've had a good run of it. I mean I think the league would be happy that we've managed to get a lot of games in. There haven't been too many postponements, if not any. So yeah, um you know, hopefully now COVID seems to have moved on, um and that you know, we can certainly move on from that. You know, let's just hope, you know, we can continue and and, and fulfill a full season next year and nothing escalates too much in the world right now.
0: Yeah, absolutely right. I mean, just reflecting on what is, of course, your first full season, as you say, in the, uh, in, in the Premier Division, obviously you'll have gone to a lot of different grounds um, this season. And I, I think you made an important point about the weather because it hasn't actually been that bad and we have been able to get a lot of games on sort of with the last few, couple of weeks aside. So do you think actually you know, with the, with, we're seeing an improvement in the standard of facilities in the league and it means that actually the disruption of the past perhaps is behind us?
2: Yeah, I mean the grounds we going to, you know, we played Saltash Saturday, and I thought you know, they did good work on their pitch. You know, certainly after the week before, they would have had a lot of weather down there. Um, so yeah, I mean the standards of the pitches seems to seems to be improving, and you know teams are more, you know, fighting to get games on um, as much as they can. So yeah, the, the, the grounds we'd be visited, obviously, there's a few new ones down in Cornwall, the facilities. Have been excellent. I think you know we've met some. First, our first trip to Saltash, and we, we were impressed with the set they had down there. Um Just said some grounds we haven't visited yet. So, yeah, I mean, I think as a as a league, you know, I think everyone's collectively, you know, trying to get as many games played, and you know, and I think a lot more work's going into pitches and facilities to try and get games played. So, yeah, you know, we. Literally, I think, as so I said, we've had a good year, haven't we, with the weather? So it's kind of hard to tell. I mean, it would have been interesting to see how the fixtures would have gone, and the fixture secretary would have had a lot of work to do if, you know, a lot of long trips would have been cancelled for Saturdays, and how they would have had to have got them in into midweek. So, you know, I think really the weather's helped the league, certainly with the travelling that you know everyone's got to do um, this year. I think it would have been a would have been very interesting if we've had a particularly bad winter and what effect that would have had on on, on fixtures, definitely.
0: Um, now you've got a, a short t- trip to Hengrove tonight, uh, and then it's Bridgewater at home, and that's going to be another really important yardstick in where your side are this season.
2: Obviously, the Les Phillips Cup is something that you know we're targeting, something we want to we want to go deep and you know deep into. Um, yeah, this won't be an easy game tonight. You know they're very you know as you know geographically they're we're pretty close together. So and you know local rivals they'll they'll be. Given everything to try and beat us, um, we played them pre-season actually, and they were very impressive. Uh, I think Jamie's built a young side at Hengrove, and, and I think you know they're they're doing particularly well this season. So, yeah, we'll, we're fully prepared for what we're back to face, and you know if we keep playing like we've been playing and, and keeping our standards high, um, defending as well as we have, I think we've conceded two goals in the last last six games. So you know we've definitely that's the that's, yeah, that's the big area of our game where we've improved this year. We've got. Goal scorers in our team, you know, which has been quite well documented. Um, but I think you know, slight tweaks here and there has, has helped us. Just trying to find that balance between the defence and attack, and uh, we find that at the moment. And I think the proof is in the in the, in the statistics. Um, obviously, we're winning games, not conceding many goals, and scoring goals. So yeah, we're in a, we're in a good vein of form at the moment. But yeah, big challenge tonight. Um, we're prepared for that, and obviously then we go into Bridgewater Saturday. We haven't played yet this season. Um, and Bridgewater, are teams uh, and a club certainly on the up. Obviously, they've had a lot of changes down there. So yeah, it, you know we're, we're quite close together in a table now. We seem to have made, made some ground on that, that top six. So yeah, it's got all the makings of a, of a, of a really good game Saturday um, as well as tonight. So yeah, we, you know we're, we're embracing every game. It's so when you're playing well and you know you're in a confident vein of form. You know you, you can't wait for the next one. So yeah, we're looking forward to tonight and you know we'll get tonight done and then we'll look forward to Saturday um, that we're in. We're in a confident mood. Um, as I said, the, the performance levels have been excellent. Even in, even you know, we've lost a few in this in this period. You know, we we lost to Exmouth, we lost one nil to Wellington, and then literally the last couple of minutes of the game. But our performance levels were good. You know, we said after the defeats, you know, you can't knock the lads. They're performing well. You know, you're not going to win every game you play, and uh, you know, we just we haven't deviated from those performance levels. And as I said, with a few tweaks here and there. Um certainly more to our defensive game, we've we've found that balance between defence and attack and it, and it's, you know, proven to be uh proven to be doing us very well at the moment.
0: Now I'm looking forward to that game on Saturday I'll be joining you at that game and the Tool Station Western Link will be launching our new Match Day Live broadcast feature um, from that game uh, against Bridgewater but I'll also be collecting money for Bath Mind as part of our mental health partnership Now I'm very grateful to your club for offering your support with this campaign Why is the issue of mental health important to you as a club?
2: Well I think you know especially in this day and age uh, and the stresses of day to day life it's somewhere where young men, especially young men can can um can speak to someone confidentially uh with any issues or any problems they have is a really important issue at the moment in in life in itself so the fact that you know football is kind of you know joining it and integrating in into it and supporting it and giving a platform for for players to to be able to talk confidentially, I think it's really important um you know within our club. With the players, you know, we, we we talk to players constantly. If anyone has got any problems, they can come and talk to me. And, you know, we've had a few issues over the years where we've had conversations. But, you know, I'm a football manager. I'm, I'm no expert. So, you know, the fact that there is a somewhere they can go now and we can promote it and, you know, it's it's accessible. I think it's really important, really important for, for players and young men especially um, to be able to discuss it. Um, and we'll back it all the way. I think it's a fantastic calls and i think it should be supported
0: by all clubs in the western league well thanks very much for that john now I, I, just one last question really um i mean it's a very exciting time to be a canesham fan particularly between um now and the end of the season your, your in is absolutely mouthwatering, isn't it we talked about that bridgewater game but you've got the likes of Bitten, saltash and mausel all to come i mean this is this is a really good time for supporters to get down to the crown fields isn't it
2: yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we've looked at the fixtures and, we're, you know, we embrace that because I think I think what's going to happen in this final kind of section of the league is a lot of teams are going to, you know, metaphorically cut each other's throats a little bit. And I think, you know, there'll be a lot of points dropped and a lot of movement within that top, top ten of that league. And I think, you know, if the teams now that can just get that consistency... Now I think we'll 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 break through and finish as you know finish high in the league. So yeah, we're looking to do that. As I said, we've had a tough run of fixtures really from the turn of the year. I said so we're about to go to Exmouth, we have about to play Tavistock. You know we nearly had to play Magwell last week, but that got cancelled. Um, you know Saltash Bitton, Bridgewater all these teams in and around us. But I think that's a great opportunity. You know we we don't look at it and go oh I wish we were playing teams lower down the league. These are the teams we want to play, and you know. Invariably, our form has been very good against the the teams at the top end of the table. You know, we've taken points and beaten sides, you know, when they were up there earlier on in the season. So, for us, you know, I'm sure teams, when they're playing Kingsham right now, will not be looking forward to playing us as much as, you know, as much as they would have been maybe two or three years ago. So, yeah, we're a challenge for any team, you know, with ideas to try and finish high in this league. And, you know, we've got ideas of our own. we're in a good pace and you know we want to finish high. As I said, we'll be sprinting over that finish line. We're not going to, we're not going to wing. We're not going to drop off. We talked about it. The players want that, and also we've got an internal club record we want we want to beat. You know, we want the highest league position is achievable for us. The highest points tally Cambridge has ever had in the Prem is there for us. So there's lots of motivations for us to just keep driving forward. And if we keep performing, and that's the key thing for me, certainly as a manager, you know, keep putting the performance levels in as we do week in week out. You know, I think, I think we'll go close, you know, to, to achieving, you know, a, a very high high finish in this league. Um, you know, a bit of lady luck on your, on your side, and you know, we, we know that we're going to have to play really, really well every single week to get anything um, from any game. Um, so, yeah, it's something we're looking forward to. We embrace it, um, and we'll see where we land. But it's going to be hopefully a fantastic first full season for us in the league, um, and something to build on for next year.
0: And My thanks to John for his time. Now moving on to Shepton Mallet against Millbrook, two really solid Premier Division sides. Tom and well, they couldn't be separated on Saturday.
1: No, it was uh, yeah, this was definitely one of those tight, tight tussles, and it was yeah, eventually ended in a in a one-all draw. But uh, yeah, plenty of late drama. Hopefully nobody uh, left early. Uh, 82 minutes it took for the uh, the deadlock to be broken in this one. Uh, Mallet looked to have probably claimed the three points uh, at the time. Aaron Stevie slamming the ball home. Um, thanks to a bit of uh, excellent build-up play from uh, Jacob Sloggett, so that made it made it one-nil to Mallet. Uh, and then a couple of minutes later, yeah, they afforded the opportunity to to go 2 0 up, uh, but unfortunately for them, Nick Hewlett's penalty uh, rebounding back off the post. Uh, so uh, yeah, missing that missing that chance to to double their advantage. And yeah, they unfortunately they were made to pay. Uh, Millbrook managing to to grab a, a, a late equaliser, stoppage time and uh, that came, and it was Josh Toulson uh, managed to managed to edge the ball home. And, uh, yeah, so that was how it how it remained. And it was a, a one-all draw. So
0: I think Millbrook probably going home the happier the sides. And finally, in the Premier Division on Saturday, Wellington were at home to Buckland Athletic and Buckland returned to winning ways. Yeah, it's a pretty, pretty long uh, winless run for them, which is pretty rare.
1: Um, but, uh, yeah, first three points since, since New Year's Day, I think it was. So, yeah. Um, Good, good stuff from them. Uh, a 2-0 win uh, for them at Wellington. Josh Webber uh, heading them heading them ahead after about 16 minutes. Uh, and then it was another headed finish, uh, this time from Ryan Bush, uh, doubling advantage midway through the second half. And, uh, yeah, that was out of state. So, yeah, a, a nice return uh, to form for, for Buckland.
0: If you're thinking Tool Station, I
3: know they'll save me money, but do they have all the top brands? You know, DeWalt, Makita, Einhell, Stanley, Myra, Kudox, Nest and Santex. Yeah.
0: They do. Over 15,000 trade-quality products in the range from the leading brands with prices that are hard to beat. If you want a helping hand to save on your next job, try Toolstation. With over 300 branches, there's always a Toolstation near you. Now, moving on to the First Division, and we kick off at AEK Boko, where the visitors were Welton Rovers.
1: Yeah, and it was, yeah, well, plenty going on in this one. Uh, Welton... uh, Grounding out a 2-1 win, uh, but they did it the hard way, going down to 10 uh, early in the second half in this one. But they had, to, yeah, they did have the lead. Uh, 13 minutes in, uh, Toby Cole putting them ahead, uh, but then, uh, yeah, as I say, at the start of the second half, it yeah began to unravel for them somewhat. Lewis Hunt booked twice in quick succession uh, to 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 see red, uh, and there was also a, a well a leveler from the host so that was um, yeah obviously putting the game back in the balance very much. Uh, but uh, yeah the green army managed to to, to hit back uh, regrouping and then uh, yeah claiming a late winner courtney charles rising highest uh, heading home a corner from cam allen uh, and uh, yeah that was um
0: yeah proved to be proved to be the crucial goal uh, a 2-1 win for welton away at bocco and a special mention to welton rovers who were my latest trip on the bath mind um, mental health partnership um, project that we're doing, um, uh, the the Tour Station League are doing, of course, um, with Bath, Mine. I've spoken about that a couple of times. And um, I attended Welton Rovers game in the week uh, with Bath City, where there was a real bumper crowd, over 300 people there. And uh, again, I'm really pleased to report not only fantastic welcome from the club, but a huge amount of generosity from both sets of supporters, which of course you'd hope for if Welton are playing Bath City, um, Yet yeah, they'd see the, you know, the relevance of, of supporting um, um, Bath Mind and, and they certainly did And it was great to, to meet so many um, supporters And also um, a fair few listeners to the podcast So if you stopped me and said hello And put a few coins in my bucket Then thank you very much indeed It was very much appreciated Now moving on to our next feature match And it's Oldland Abertonians And they were in well, in, you know, they were in very good form against Gillingham Town yeah, they really were. Yeah, strong uh, second half showing, really.
1: Yeah, really playing, paying off for them. A uh, 4-1 win uh, for the hosts in this one. Um, Jake Reader uh, firing into the bottom corner following a, a really good run from uh, Andy Nash. I think he picked up the ball in his own half before, uh, yeah, setting off and uh, laying the ball off for for Reader to to open the scoring. Uh, he then scored another one. Reader uh, nodding home a, a set piece from Aaron Mansfield to to double the lead. Uh, before Nash himself got on the score sheet and there was also a goal from uh, Cash Finnell uh, in the final 20 minutes or so, and uh, yeah, Oldland running out 4-1
0: winners. You can forget Jack Reacher; we've got Jacob Reeder. That's what the Oldland. That's what the Oldland fans are going to be singing. Um, there you go. Anyway, you can. You can. That's your. That's your tabloid headline. <laughs> tomorrow's chip paper i think i probably would rather it was yesterday's or i don't know anyway never mind right then we'll move on to portishead town they were also in very good form against um well a team that's not a million miles away almondsbury no oh, absolutely and uh, yeah it was a, a pretty yeah resounding victory for them
1: another another 4-1 victor in fact uh, portishead uh, also pretty close to almondsbury in the table as well leapfrogging them uh, following this 4-1 win and, uh, yeah, it was, uh, as I say, pretty good win. Four different goal scorers. Rob Lay from Joe Fitzgerald, Callum Townsend, and then and substitute
0: uh, Pars. They're all getting on the score sheet. So uh, a strong showing from Portishead. And uh, that was all the excuse I needed to get on. Eamon Daly, of course, the manager of Portishead. We've had Eamon on a few times uh, over the last um, few seasons, so it was always it's always good to catch up with him, uh, particularly after a 4-1 win. Um, so I started off my conversation with Eamon by asking if the match was as comfortable as the school line suggests.
3: Yes, it was. It was a good result, great result Saturday. We possibly didn't play that well first half, funnily enough. We did create chances, but I felt that from the very first whistle Saturday, we, we just weren't quite at the races. We we, we we were second in thought to a lot of things, um, and, and it, it was kind of an even... It was kind of an even first half in, in terms of possession and play, despite we probably created a few more chances. We scored a couple where we went one and up, almost free equalised, and then we went two and up about the half-hour mark. So despite going in at half-time, um, the boys did get a bit, of, um, a bit of a kick up the backside on Saturday. And then the second half, we, we kind of went out second half and they, they, they were much better. Um, the focus was a lot was a lot uh, sharper um and we 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 kind of strolled through to, to a victory strolled to a victory really um 4-1 in the end um and we and again we missed a few more chances in the second half which is which has been which has been the theme of ourselves over the last sort of month or so um creating plenty and and not putting them away so it it's been a bit concerning in the last few weeks uh but we kind of put that right on Saturday
0: because you've had some difficult opponents over the last few weeks, haven't you? You've you've come up against the likes of Warminster, Wincanton uh, and Sherbourne. You you played them, of course, in, in mid-January. What what do you make of the side sort of fighting out at the top of the table at the moment?
3: I thought that our performances against those sides were, were really good. I mean, probably with the exception of Wincanton, to be fair. Um, against Sherbourne, um, I thought we were excellent that day. Uh, we possibly... We were the better side on the day. Uh, we 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 really um, set up to frustrate Um They were scoring readily before they came to us, and so I knew we had to be we had to be really on it defensively, um, and to try and sort of create ourselves. And although we you know we, we certainly didn't create many chances, but we certainly created the better chances of the game. Um, but Sherbourne, their strength is 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 their organisation, and they've got some very good players. and you know, when their chance come their way, they took it and, and, and fair play to them. Similarly, um in the game at Warminster I think uh we me you know, I had a lengthy chat with Andy afterwards and, you know, Andy kinda of sort of uh, said to me as well, you know, he he said about how, how well we played that day and we possibly didn't deserve to lose. But I've been hearing that a lot, um and to be honest like, it kinda of gets a little bit sort of long in the tooth after a while <laughs> because you know at the end of the day it's a results based game isn't it and and um we weren't getting the results and haven't been getting the results against the top teams despite performances being there um so yeah we 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 missed a few chances a good few chances against Woitz during the first half, and they scored on the break on the breakaway um again took the goal really well um and then the second half we we kind of huffed and puffed couple of half chances and in the second half, but well, we, we had one really good chance for probably about ten minutes to go, which again we, we failed. we hit the target again, but you know we should be in the corners, keeper made a good save, um, but routine save really, um you know the finish wasn't good enough, um, and then they they got a penalty in, in injury time, so that's what that's what the difference is between the top sides and and, and sides like ourselves um you know when chances come their way they're taking them and you know, credit to credit to Win Canton, to Sherbourne, to Warminster, um and even Welton for long periods of this season. Um they've they've put great runs together and, and, and I think Win Canton, Warminster, and Sherbourne probably in the middle of their good runs at the moment and and that's the difference. That's why those four are going for, for promotion and, and and three of them probably for the title, Wincanton probably just a little bit off it, I suppose.
0: I mean, you, it's important to note that you really didn't disgrace yourself in any of those games, did you? I mean, they were all incredibly, incredibly cl- close. But I guess having that run of matches, you know, it is disheartening when you're, when you're not picking up the points. But you did still manage wins in that run against Lebeck, uh, Wells and Devizes. So, I mean, it's not been an easy start. You know, the fixture gods haven't been that kind to you, have they, at the beginning of 2022? Um,
3: they are games in, in a way that you've got to look forward to because it's nice to play the teams at the top, it's nice to pit yourself against them and, and to see where you are. And then you know the games that you've got like when Wells come along and, and Wells are a good side, decent side as well and, and Lebec very much so, you know, performances have been there for us. I mean we, we've actually, despite a bit of a rocky start to the season around the sort of what, August period. We've, we've been really we've been really decent um, probably from November onwards really um, I've been really impressed with our with our lads and, and we have got a young side um, I know there's a few teams in the division very much like ourselves are, are building um, with the youth the one thing that you're going to get with that you're not going to get consistency with the young lads and that's, that's no fault of their own it's just about experience and a bit of game management in certain games and stuff and, and that will come but playing with so many teenagers um, and given the giving them the chance to 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 flood them is is you know it's paying dividends as well because you know they're getting better and better week in week out and you can see you can see they're taking they're taking everything on board and they're learning which is the most which is the most sort of positive thing about it all i think um you know if 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 they're making the same mistakes week in week out, then you know you question are they ready for it are they good enough and but you know we're certainly improving. In the way, in the style we're playing, and and what I'm asking them to do, they're really taking it on board. All we need to do now is to find that little bit uh, more of a killer instinct, and I think uh, I think will be a different proposition once we once we um, once we get the terms of that.
0: Now you're 16th in the first division at the moment. Do you think that's a fair league position?
3: Yeah, I I think wherever you are in the league, I I would always say is a fair league position because. Um, it's the cups cup games you can always get get those uh get those uh, odd results and stuff but over the league I mean we're twenty twenty eight, 28, 29 games I think we played now. So yeah, of course it is. But it's tight. It is very tight. I mean from, from Almondsbury who we leak a couple of sides on, on the weekend, um Almondsbury are now down in eighteenth, but you know, there's only nine points separate Almondsbury and LeBec and then LeBec are in seventh. So the league's very, very tight with, with that group of sides. I think, you know, the devices, Bishops Lydiard and telephones have probably been cut off a little bit. You know, telephones probably, you know, will feel that I think they still have a chance of staying up and, and Bishops Lydiard probably an, an outside chance. Apart from those three sides and then maybe the top five and six, I think there's nothing in, in the sides whatsoever. So we're 16th at the moment. And I think the way we're playing, you know, our aspirations towards the end of the season, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if we finish, if we finish in the top 10, um, and that's what we'll be aiming at now, for a real strong finish to the season. And equally, we could finish 18th. Um, and that's just the way the season's been going. But there's not a lot in it. Between those between those sort of you know, 11, 12 sides, I'd say you know there, there really isn't anything between those teams. I mean,
0: is there part of you that perhaps has one eye even on next season? Or are you absolutely focused on trying to get Portis' head as high as you can in the table this season?
3: Yeah, we'll be focused. We're, we're still focused on this season, of course, but that's not to say that we're not already thinking about next year. Now, in terms of thinking of the next year, what we're trying to do is we're trying to um, we're trying to consolidate the players that we've got. We're trying to speak to them. We've been speaking to them individually. We've been speaking to them in groups, um, and just seeing you know where where they are in, in themselves and what their what their plans are for next year. I mean, we've got a few young lads that are going to be going off to university so we, we know we're going to be missing a few that way and we know we're probably going to have to strengthen and and bring a few players in so we're always looking but at the same time we we're, we're looking uh to the youth again so we've got the the new batch of under-ratings will be coming through and and we'll certainly be having a look at them we we go in the look at the under 16s and we'll be watching them now to the end of the season and just seeing keeping our eye on who's, who's you know who's looking a bit special and and what we'll do is between now and the end of the season we'll we'll have a few sessions with them We'll invite a few to the to the first team sessions and just to give them a bit, little bit of an idea of what we're about and and it's just that's that's just all the continual development of of quarter said really
0: so you've got Ashton and Backwell from the premier division, of course, you will know them well from their time in the first division. you've got them up um next. Uh, in the Les Phillips Cup and then on Saturday um, you travel to Radstock Town and um, if ever there was a Jekyll and Hyde side in, uh, in in the first division it would be it'd be Radstock it's difficult to know what you're going to get at Southfield's Recreation Ground isn't it?
3: Absolutely absolutely I, I, whenever we play Radstock I'm always impressed with them um, I mean when when they played down at our place early in the season they beat us 2-1 and, and they were Jekyll and Hyde that day I mean the first half we should have been possibly out of sight in the first half, and the second half I thought they were excellent. I thought they were possibly one of the best sides I've seen this season. So, you know, it's it's crazy, isn't it? Like 45 minutes of football either way, and you see two completely different sides. But we've been like that ourselves. I think Radstock, if if, if they had a slightly bit more consistency, they, they they themselves would probably be pushing. You know, the the, the top four teams. I know they're sitting. I think they're are they fifth in, fifth or sixth, but you know they've they've got a good few points on the board and a good side so that's going to be a real tough fixture for us we know that so we'll go there and hopefully uh, hopefully get something out of the game but um, yeah it's it's, it's one of the tougher fixtures of of, of the league campaign yeah
0: now I want to finish our interview by returning to a theme that we've discussed a couple of times on the podcast uh, and that is um uh, how your your player Nathan Truman is um, is getting on? Of course, for those listeners who who don't know, we discussed his cancer treatment um, in previous interviews, and of course his fundraising efforts for Sarcoma UK and the Teenage Cancer Trust. And I know that Nathan is very much a part of the football family at Portishead Town. We reported on the podcast that he'd reached his fundraising target of of fifty thousand pounds, which is an incredible achievement in of itself. But I just wondered. Um, yeah, you know, can you give us an update on a ha- on how Nathan's getting on? Is he is he still is he still is he still in and around the club? Is he still coming to games?
3: He is, he is. We speak to Nathan uh, quite a bit. I spoke to him last week. Um, gave him a call just to see, uh, just have a bit uh, quick catch up with him. Yeah, all good news regarding Nathan's health. He's uh, he's really coming on leaps and bounds and improving day by day. Um, he's back in the gym, so he's got a personal trainer uh, just helping him. You know, start his 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 fitness recovery as it was so his health he's he's got the all clear from 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 cancer and obviously he'll, be, he'll continue to have his checkups for however long um i suppose that takes i'd imagine it'd be a few years i think they have regular checkups but um health wise he's doing brilliantly and now he's just going to start on that road to recovery of his fitness so yeah i spoke to him last week and nathan has got his own goals he's got his own time frame that uh that he'll want to get back and playing, but his aspirations are to get back back on the football pitch and play and Of course, his time frames and, and his 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 targets are completely his own. there would be no pressure for myself or, or or the club, but we'll be delighted when he when he um when he finally steps out on the pitch for us again. And so he's he, he's going to start coming to a couple of training sessions and and start dipping in and out of them to just basically seeing how he is with a ball at his feet. I mean, it's a completely different type of fitness, as we all know, and to see where he is with that. So we're delighted that he's making such progress and and we'll be even more delighted when, uh, when he's able to pull on a pair of boots again. And my
0: thanks to Eamon for his time. Uh, Now, one team that's been doing phenomenally well is Warminster Town. Cheddar, they were up against on Saturday. Of course, Cheddar started this season incredibly well. And, um, uh, well, could they derail the Warminster machine? Hmm. No, they came close. They definitely did.
1: Um, Yeah, Uh, the host forced to come from behind in this one to eventually claim a 2-1 win. Uh, But it was uh, Finn Biggs who put Cheddar in front. Um, But uh, since, well, after the fifth minute, so they were... Yeah, leading for a long period, in fact. Uh, but the home side were awarded a penalty, uh, about 20 minutes or so uh, uh, left on the clock, and uh, Ian Jeffrey, uh, the captain, stepped up and took that one home. Uh, and then it was a couple of minute, only a couple of minutes later that Jeffrey struck again, another set piece uh, finding its way into the back of the net. And uh, yeah, performance to yeah doing it the hard way, but coming from behind to to claim another three points, so a 2-1 win for them at home to Cheddar. Good game, I think.
0: Yeah, absolutely ian jeffrey proving once again that he is the james ward Prowse of the tool station League. Mm-hmm. and uh, finally wells city of course they were on the podcast last week and unfortunately poor old sean has um has suffered the curse of the podcast because they came unstuck at the hands of mm-hmm. sherborne town yeah
1: well it is what it is sherborne obviously one of those sites that definitely know where the back of the net is and uh, yeah that proved uh, proved to be the case again on, on saturday uh, seven points. Uh, they lead the lead the league by uh, still a four-two win, as I say away at Wales, and uh, yeah, they were yeah pretty much um, yeah uh, home and dry by half time. Really, Declan Cornish, Alex Murphy, and Ash Guppy all scoring um, uh, for the visitors. But then yeah, to be fair to Wales, they yeah they did their best to to find a way back into the game, and they did just that really. Charlie Moon uh, and Adam Wright both scoring in pretty quick succession, and uh, yeah that well set up a. A potentially a uh, frantic finish. But it was, uh, yeah, they managed to, Sherbourne has managed to, to put that to bed. Murphy scoring a second of the afternoon
0: uh, to wrap up a 4-2 win. So, uh, yeah, the Zebras roll on. Excellent. Well, that wraps up our coverage in the first division for Saturday, the 26th of February. We will now look ahead to the fixtures on Saturday, the 5th of March. Uh, a full programme, weather permitting, in the uh, in the Toolstation Western League. Where, where Where's your eye been drawn on uh, oh. on Saturday then, Tom? So in the uh, Premier Division I've gone for Clifton-Helston
1: and no real reason apart from the fact that they've just played each other on Saturday so uh, it'll be yeah, interesting to see and that was a, a tight clash uh, that was a, I think that finished one all. in fact it, yeah. and uh, yeah it did uh, so we'll see if uh, either of the sides can uh, get the upper hand this Saturday but yeah pretty interesting I don't think this is um, yeah this is feels pretty rare that the, the sides play each other in such a short space of time. So, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how the uh,
0: the second leg goes, so to speak. <laughs> well, I'm going to declare a bit of interest in the game I'm picking. It's Keynesham Town against um, Bridgewater United. And um, I will be there, listeners. Um, mm. Not only will I be there, but I will be launching a new initiative uh, for the tool station West Endly called Match Day Live. We will be providing full match commentary um, of the game between Keynesham Town Uh, and Bridgewater Town but with a slight difference in fact with a couple of differences one of them will be a surprise so I won't tell you what it is now but um, just to make this relevant to the rest of the league because you might be sat at home thinking why on earth am I interested in listening to Canesham against Bridgewater if I am not a supporter of either of those teams well that's a very simple reason for that and that is that we will be covering goal updates from all of the games on Saturday the 5th of March, not just in the Premier Division but on the First Division as well. I will be joined by James Healy, our social media manager, who will be keeping an eagle eye on uh, on social media. So as the goals go in, we will try and bring you them um, in our match commentary of um, of Canesham against Bridgewater. And as um, James has the awesome task of compiling the information to update our excellent app, at uh, full time. It's my hope that we will continue broadcasting until and we can give you the full classified check of results in both divisions. So that broadcast is going to be taking place on Saturday the 5th of March. It's going to be starting just before Kick off at uh, Cancium at uh, three o'clock. And um, well, normally we get the results out around about five o'clock ish, perhaps a little bit later. So if you can bear with us um, until then, and then we very much like to have your company um, all the way through till then. Don't get excited. I won't be doing this every week, but I would like to think that we will be um, doing match day broadcasts um, between now and the end of the season on a limited basis. Um, uh, So if the trial works at Cancium, then hopefully this will be a new string to our multimedia bow here at the Tool Station Western League so anyway there's a shameless plug for me oh I'll tell you what I'll give you one more shameless plug about that uh-huh. game, it will be my latest stop on my Bath Mind partnership tour, um, so um, plastic buckets will be brought along with the changing room posters of course and other materials that have been supplied to us by Bath Mind promoting the services that they offer to everybody in the football family um, who might be suffering with a mental health issue but um, please Yes, give often and give early, as we say, and um, and it'd be great to raise some more money um, at um, at that particular match. So an awful lot going on at Crownfields on uh, on Saturday. But we'll move on, Tom, to the first division. And which game has caught your eye there? gone for Longer Green Sports versus Lebec. Now this, yeah, might take a little little while to explain.
1: Obviously Lebec doing well up in seventh, uh, Longer Green bottom half. So it probably doesn't jump off the jump off the page but I've done a little bit of uh, a little bit of sort of not stats scaring but a little bit of research and this one should well on paper should be a high scoring affair Longwell Green uh seen both teams score in all 10 of their previous fixtures since Christmas uh last two games with a total of 17 goals many conceded by Longwell Green unfortunately but they are uh yeah if you want goals this is the place to go and Levesque uh, meanwhile have scored at least twice uh, themselves in 11 of their last 12 games so uh Yeah, I don't expect that streak to end on on Saturday. And that includes a 3-2 win over Longwell Green in mid-December. So if this ends nil-nil, never ask me for any information ever again. Um, This one should be, yeah, should be a cracker.
0: Excellent. Excellent stuff. When both teams score, of course, it's goals galore. That's it. Right then, now I would um, like to pick um, devises against um, Well City on uh, on Saturday, but um, I won't, and uh, I won't even be there, which I'm 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 sorry to say, but um, I do hope the town um, can build on that that point from um, from the weekend. Um, the game I am going to pick out is um, Titherington against Odd Down. Odd Down suffered a defeat at um, the hands of um, Wincanton in the week, so they'll certainly be looking to bounce back. And Titherington had been on. Uh, a very good run of form uh, recently, so I think uh, this game will be highly competitive and um, well worth um, keeping an eye out uh, for this one. So my pick is Titherington against Odd Down. Um, just before we call it a day um, for another week on the podcast, um, I am delighted to, <laughs> um, to to announce that we have a return we to do. our leading goal scorers compilations, which means I don't have to talk about. Who's at the bottom of the first division? Tom, <laughs> over to you.
1: Yeah, I don't know who's at the bottom of the first division. So no, we don't want to start to, looking now. We don't, don't want probably. to have a look. No, so, uh, in fact, indeed, goal scorers stats statistics is back. Um, hopefully, everybody's um, yeah on board, and these are the up to date stats according to the FA Full Time website, and that is where we get our. Statistics from so hopefully ever uh, yeah as i say hopefully this is all on board uh above board should i say and in the premier division the leading goal scorer is liam perrin 30 goals league goals uh alone so he's having a, a tremendous season isn't he um and there's a couple of chaps not too far behind him it's uh yeah we say about uh goals galore that is definitely the case in in the tour station this season we've got jack taylor 26 uh, for bridgewater this is just league goals uh, Jordan Harris of Exmouth on 24 and then Will Haleston. He reached the uh, 20 goal mar, uh, margin on, on Saturday in the Premier Division. Uh, in the first, we've got Luke Bryan of Odd Down leading the way with 28 league goals. Oakland Buck of Bishop Sutton on 27. Uh, Adam Wright of Wells on 23 and Bailey Croom of Tiverington on 20. Uh, and then if we include the cup, cup competitions as well, we've got Pryn of Tavistock obviously leading the way on 36. Uh, Taylor of Bridgewater on 30. Uh, brian of down on 29 buck uh, 27 uh jordan harris of x25 Haleson also 25 and adam Wright, who we've also mentioned uh, in the league goals is 23 and also ricky shepherd millbrook uh, he's also got 22 goals so plenty of them flying in and as i say
0: glad to glad to have that back excellent tom that is fantastic and um we do appreciate, uh, obviously, all the feedback we get, not just for the podcast, but also the the bulletin, because um, a lot of our statistics and the information that's compiled, sometimes even the the fixtures, um, are input by our club's volunteers and you know and and can be prone to human error so if you do spot an error then please let us know because we do enjoy keeping our statistics up to date not least because we really do enjoy celebrating mm. all of those goal scorers who are doing so well and when you've got a player like Liam Prin and to be fair of course Jack Taylor as well um it's um you know it's well worth reading out their goal scoring statistics every other week so um uh, that's absolutely excellent as is everything in your bulletin tom and as we say every week just in case anybody has been abducted by aliens um where can they find uh, your excellent bulletin <laughs> that is on the uh, tool station
1: league uh the the website it's about halfway down also the homepage. there is also a tab along top i think uh and that takes you to the most recent um document that comes out every week so yeah that's uh, yeah obviously includes things like goal scorers and league tables and whatnot so uh, yeah it's good
0: good to good to catch up with uh, good place to catch up with with stats and whatnot excellent stuff tom well thank you very much for your time this week and i look forward to catching up with you on a very very special episode of the tool station western podcast next week